But first she must know the science behind the show. She says, how do lesbians have sex? She asked me, how do lesbians have sex? She understood how two guys do, but how do lesbians have sex? All right, guys and dolls, welcome back to Sapphic Swingers, episode number 53. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rachel. And we have the distinct pleasure of talking with the most amazing two hot wives. They uh, are doing a podcast. They are adorable. We're staring at them right now. Unfortunately, they are wearing clothing, so this <laughs> is not as good as it could be. Uh, Kat Nams, we would love for you to say hello to our two or three listeners we have. Hey, ladies, how you doing? It's been way too long. Wow, <laughs> we had so much fun when we were there with you guys. As did we. With COVID, we weren't, you know, allowed to really take them around and really show them the good stuff here. Mm. Uh, by that, I mean my vagina. But next, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. trapeze. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, trapeze. That's, tra- right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's right. about trapeze. Uh, yeah, we did have the pleasure of uh, hanging out with these wonderful ladies. And if you get the chance, I recommend it highly. But today, we're going to put them in the, in the hot seat and uh, talk a little bit about them and see if we can dig up some dirt on them. What do you say, Rach? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, ladies, we're going to throw it to you to give a little introduction about yourselves. Okay, fair enough. Right. So we are Ams and Kat. We're the two hot wives. I'm Kat. Yes, I'm Ams, (laughs) if you can figure that out as we go on. We have been podcasting for about two months now. Very, very new. Yes. Uh, We have seven episodes out, and uh, we are both sexy MILFs in the lifestyle and Mm -hmm. happy committed relationships. Mm-hmm. We're super good friends. And we met about a year and a half ago before yeah. all the craziness. And we just hit it off big time four way connection easily right off the bat. Yep. And uh, then everything went crazy. And we sort of clung to each other. You know, yeah. the four of us sort of formed our own little pod. And we hung out together a lot. And we got to know each other. And we really became really close, really great friends. And We've been having fun ever since. Yeah. We started talking about like, wouldn't it be great if we did this thing called Two Hot Wives? Yeah, we're Two Hot Wives. And there, yeah. there it was. So, there was. There was literally nothing to do in March, <laughs> April, May, May June, July, but uh, drink and hang out and talk about this podcast. So yeah. it sort of became this brainchild in the spring and in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got together in between <laughs> fucking phenomenal play sessions, we would start to outline and come up with ideas for the podcast. And then we officially launched in October. And we realized that there wasn't anything like our podcast out there. There weren't two women in committed relationships talking about unconventional, fun, sexy I mean, like the two of you are in a committed relationship with each other, right? But we're just girlfriends. Okay. Like occasionally we kiss, but really (laughs) we're in two committed relationships with our husbands, but we just want to like, I feel like we got super sexually woke and we just want to help other women find us. Exactly. (laughs) So you said you met each other about a year and a half ago. How long have you both been in the lifestyle with your, with your respective partners? Yeah. So for me, it was, it was relatively soon. I'm actually coming up on my two year anniversary. Very exciting. Yeah. For us, we're closer to about four years, but the first year is super slow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that counts really. No, for, for us, it was, it was drinking from a fire hose. 
Yeah. It was really yeah. intense and, and then COVID kind of slowed things down, but it's been, it's been a crazy two years for us. Well, and we met because they were going on a vacation that we had been on before to Desire. And I remember our first trip to Desire feeling like we didn't know anything. And I was like, oh, we should meet them before they go mm-hmm. so we can tell them all about it. And that was a lot of fun. Which was, was awesome. Great. Like, I had no idea you needed to pack a fucking huge suitcase to go to a clothing optional resort. That's like, right. who would have thought you needed to check a bag yep. to go to a clothing optional resort? But it, once you you change into, like, your, you know, theme night outfits and your cover-up to cover up nothing, right? Nothing. Like, you're naked <laughs> with, like, crocheted cover-up on. And you're changing clothes five times a day. At least, Yes. And that's the fun of it is the themes and the, the adventures and the people are great. And I wouldn't and have known. I would have just gone naked the whole time. Like we did the first time. We didn't know. So, <laughs> but like I have so much wisdom to get together. She had, a lot, to of, get together. She had a lot of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> now going naked through airport security would have been awesome. That would have been. Fallen through. That would have been epic. Well, so we did get, I don't know if you've been to Mexico via a flight, but they, they have the red light, green light process oh, where they just random. randomly red light your bag. And this is the fear of all swingers because my bag was filled with lingerie and sex toys. That's all <laughs> that was in my bag. Yep. And it's enormous and heavy. So we got red lit and I turned to Mr. Ams. I'm like, this bag is too heavy for me. Would you please put it up on the, on the table? Because it's too heavy for me. <laughs> I made him put the bag up on the table so that it, when it got searched, you One know, the dildos and the vibrators. <laughs> but, you know. Were you beat red as they're going through your bag? Well, oh, it wasn't your bag. <laughs> Mr. Ames' bag. I think it was an exercise in white privilege because they opened <laughs> up the bag. They looked at it for 30 seconds. I'd put like a little tiny um, layer of regular clothes on top of all the sex toys. They kind of opened it up and shut it and zipped it up and off we went. So it They've was They've seen that shit fine. before. Let's be honest. They've it seen that fine. shit before. Yeah, all the time, probably. <laughs> Absolutely. Rachel, Rachel's bag gets flagged every time we go through security and I just sit there and laugh. I'm just waiting to see their reactions when they pick up like the, the, the enjoy, the enjoy magic like, wand. They're like, what is this? <laughs> oh, is that like the Hitachi? Is it like a big chip your teeth kind of vibrator? No, it's, it's like a two pound metal curved G spotter. I heard you guys talking about that on your last episode. Yeah, Rachel uses it for duck butter. butter. <laughs> that yeah. one produces a lot of orgasms. Yeah, that's my second wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be her first. We call her Kate because she's in a Kate Spade bag. <laughs> she's very privileged. It. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you ladies find out about the lifestyle? Did you, I know you just didn't fall into it. So for uh, Mr. Ams and I, we started in more of the kink scene. We kind of decided two and a half years ago, how do we have more fun? Our kids were a little bit older. A bunch of people were like getting divorced. We're like, fuck, we don't want that to happen to us. How do we really recommit and have more fun in our marriage? So we were trying everything, sex, not sex, like going out to great food, but you know, mostly sex, right? Mm -hmm. Cause that's way more fun. We so- know our men's currency right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them. like we know our currency and i wanted to have that's more right. fun and so 
We found a dungeon in uh, like near where we live and we checked that out. Like I'd read 50 shades of gray and definitely had the dog eared pages of like what I thought was super fucking hot. And so we, we checked that out and it was so incredibly exciting to just experience sex in a more public way. There were things kind of thought sex involved a certain amount of, of like a spectrum, right? But it's not, it's unbelievable. There were so many things we had no idea existed out there. Things like the violet wand and wax play and like the, I don't know, vacuum table, all sorts of crazy shit that we checked out at this dungeon. And we didn't really think about playing with other people. That was not part of the initial conversation. Mm -hmm. But while we were there, I was strapped down to the tickle bench at the time and Mr. Ams was starting a conversation with someone else who hosts a tickle potluck every single month and she was talking to him and said gosh you guys seem more like lifestyle people Mm. and I went hmm that's interesting that's a term that we could google and research and figure out what that means tickle Mm -hmm. pot Luck. Tickle potluck. I like that. You need to, <laughs> That's um, going in the sexy Lexi for yeah, sure. You need to bring a covered dish because <laughs> oh. <laughs> these parties definitely should be covered. Yes. But it's potluck. In any event, that kind of turned us toward lifestyle and we checked out different mm-hmm. lifestyle podcasts, sex positive podcasts, and we kind of learned how to be good swingers before we even checked it out the first time. So, yeah, we were really prepared by the time we actually got to our first date. So, for Mr. Cat and I, we did totally different. Totally, we didn't start in the the BDSM thing. Mr. Cat started sending me erotica. Mm. Like, texting me these links to these fun stories on ex-confessions. This was a, a while ago, and uh, I would I would read these things, and it was really hot. And he'd come home, we'd have amazing sex, and it was super fun. And it got hotter and hotter, and pretty soon it got like, oh, the husband's watching from the window up in his apartment. I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> so we started talking about, you know, does that interest you? Wow, that's really hot. That's exciting. And then I went to a wedding without him, mm-hmm. and. Two really hot young guys were all over me and I had so much fun and I love to dance and they were dancing with, and I knew he was going to be just fine with it as long as I shared all the details when I got home. Mm. It was, this was like first new experience for me, but they Mm. were all over me. We were dancing, having so much fun. They propositioned me to go upstairs with them and have shots and uh, I didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I wanted to oh my goodness so yeah so uh we had a driver that night and uh, I had gone with a girlfriend she had no clue of, about anything but I came home and Mr. Cat's sleeping um not for long I woke his house up and I was like babe I gotta tell you what happened and I t- I spilled the whole thing I told him everything that happened and he was so turned on and so excited and we had so much fun that night and then, you know, just it moved on from there. We just started talking about different different ideas and different things that turned us on and different things that we wanted to do. And it was a lot of fun. So after these first experiences, how did you guys pursue the lifestyle after that? Did you get on certain dating sites? Did you look look at 
clubs? And what kind of conversations did you have with your partner? Did you have rules that you set up? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, different for both of us. Right. It's, it's like a situation of opposites attract, right? For for me, for Mr. Ams, we got really detailed on the rules and the boundaries and we created a charter and we have tenants. <laughs> I just say they brought their lap, not iPads, 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 iPads to their to first, first date yeah. and took notes. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But Wait, about the other couple or about what was going no, on? No, just like, like everything to be good about being in the lifestyle. Cause I, I'm sure you guys know, like if you are just dating someone, there are, don't necessarily have to be rules. And I met Mr. Ams when I was 19 years old. We had no rules, right? We just kind of figured out what we liked sexually over time. But if you start having sex with more or less strangers, you need to know what you want, which can be really tough for women. And then you need to communicate what you want. Because if you only have one night with a partner mm-hmm. and they don't know what turns you on, you're pretty much guaranteed to have really mediocre sex. So, you know, we were trying to figure out what is okay between the two of us, Mr. Ams and I, and then what do I, like, it took a while, maybe six months into really into the lifestyle to realize what I wanted out of sex so that I wasn't having mediocre sex with strangers, which was not particularly appealing to me. And so, you know, we started with all of these rules to make the two of us feel safe. And then once I had my no, right, once I knew what I was not okay with, what I didn't want to pursue, then I could really start to explore my yes. And like, what really turned me on from, you know, from someone else and ask for it. And then I fucking got it. And it was amazing. So that was kind of our journey. You start with no, and you understand what makes you feel safe. And then you kind of just tiptoe your way into the yes. And then just fucking jump into the yes. (laughs) That's so good. Can I just ask what what were some of your no's in the beginning? Well, so we started with the rule of like no separate play, where the two of us were not, we had to stay in the same room. And part of it was, you know, white knight syndrome, right? I expected Mr. Ams to protect me. And so like having same space, I knew he would be there to protect me. And then I realized once I felt safe and comfortable with a partner, it was actually better. I felt less distracted by the other couple. You know, if they weren't there, then I could focus on the partner that I was with. But I had to know that I was like strong enough and comfortable enough with that person that I could say no and I could say yes for what I wanted. So that was a big one. Just we weren't going to play separately. And then once we did kind of go into separate play, it, it opened a whole new universe up. Hmm. <laughs> I am more a fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl. <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> but, uh, I had no clue about anything. It wasn't organized <laughs> at all. I didn't even own an iPad at the time, I don't think. So <laughs> taking notes on an iPad was really not an option for me. <laughs> Mr. Cat just started sending me this sexy erotica. And and this was awesome. And we were talking and we were like, I, I don't know that I thought much about like my no's and my yeses. And mm-hmm. we started listening to Christopher Ryan, Sex at Dawn. And he talks about, you know, the evolution of sex. And it's just, it was amazing to me. And it made sense. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. That's, I, I think that's true. Yes. So. Just, sorry, to, to jump in, right? Uh-huh. What Christopher Ryan focuses on is the idea that monogamous sex 
is not natural is not where we came from like right. the the purpose of monogamous sex is to protect property rights and so when we lived for thousands and thousands of years we when nobody owned property we just had sex as a way to like cement our community yes and the only reason we have monogamous sex is so that men know that their offspring are theirs and they can pass on their fucking farm with the soybeans or whatever it is. That's right. <laughs> it's all about the soybeans. Yeah. That's right. Soybeans. I I'll just tell you right now, I wasn't thinking about soybeans. Everyone loves that mommy. Or property rights. <laughs> nope. But just the idea that, you know, just because you're a vegetarian doesn't mean bacon doesn't smell good. <laughs> we were already having fun with each other. Our kids were Getting doing older. good and it was time to figure out like, well, how are we going to have some fun? Let's have some fun. And I am of the thought that I'm a grown woman. I'm not going to get offended or, or traumatized by anything. So what's next? It's a unique way for both y'all to get into it. I think, the, you know, yeah. every person you talk to, every couple, there's not going to be two of the same stories. You know, a lot of times they're like, oh, we were interested in doing this, but the way they got to that steps and how many different iPads they bring on a date, like it's just going to vary <laughs> between every every person, I think. They each had their own. It varies be between <laughs> two and zero, and we had two. Two. And, <laughs> and were your notes similar? <laughs> I think that's awesome. Probably not. Hers were probably way longer With than really his. With really detailed. <laughs> <laughs> detailed notes. <laughs> you know, if you if you listen to like our our first episode or the episode where we start we start on very first dates. I mean, we were pretty much like three and oh, it was not good. In the beginning. Oh, yeah, no, but I, I don't know. I feel like that's really good. I mean, you guys Probably started typical. in the sex clubs, for, but for both of us, I think we kind of started with the dates mm -hmm. and the dates are, I find that that lifestyle couples dates are really fun. Even if you don't make that connection, yeah. just the opportunity to talk with people who are like-minded and to be really open. Yep. It's a fun experience. But the chance of a four-way connection and that, you know, if you're in a straight cis couple, right, you need that like four-way connection. It's elusive. It's really, really hard to find that. Even still, the dates are really yeah. fun. Now, do you find that in your area? Uh, there's, you know, do you have clubs, house parties, just, you know, two-on-two -two dates or however it goes? Like, what's what's your preferred method or, or do you have the, any options for your clubs? Yeah, the clubs I are like not going on vacation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, clubs are, the clubs are not great in our area. Um, okay. Vacation. I, I think what are the most common stories that we hear from people in the area? They go on vacation, right? They go to Desire or they go to Caliente or they go to some. Which was actually one of the first experiences that Mr. Cat and I had was just going on this vacation. We thought, you know, if we can get naked and hang out with people, then then this is for us and we can totally do this. And yeah. And oh, my gosh, we had so much fun. <laughs> but in our area, there's only probably one great. sex club. There's there's yeah. not a lot of sex clubs. There's not a lot of things. There are beaten greets. Like yeah. there are a lot of okay. pre-COVID, post-COVID, whenever we get back to fucking normal. Like I do think there are a lot of meet and greet opportunities. And there are a couple of venues that have sort of events maybe once a month. But mm -hmm. we don't have... We don't have trapeze. Like that is a really cool resource that you guys have that is not available to us. Yeah. Yeah. We we got to tour that when we were there. Nobody in the club. The manager <laughs> took us around. I thought it was awesome because I have been to the club that's local here. And the idea of food at the club here was a little table with some um, 
nacho cheese in a, I don't know, crock pot or something with some chips on the side and maybe some sliced jalapenos. And if you wanted to venture into making yourself a plate of nachos at a sex club, you could totally do that. No, 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 not my thing. Uh-uh. Yeah, oh, God, no, lick your fingers at a sex terrible. club. Oh, no. Oh. There's like not enough hand sanitizer in the world. Yeah, <laughs> even even without COVID. No, no, <laughs> But I, I thought trapeze was really interesting. It was cool. Because there were three different screens going on mm-hmm. when we went there. We, we just met with the manager. We weren't there when people were there. And... There was sports and there was Obama on an interview like CNN. And then there was hard fucking core porn playing. Yes. yes. The fisting, right? uh Tiff was just, she was indicating fisting. Well, and I was talking to the manager and then I turned my head to say something about the decor and I was like, whoa, right in my face. It was like, yeah. Dirty schoolgirls get reamed in the ass was like going on in the corner as we're trying to ask questions about, (laughs) you know, oh, what is this space for? And what do you, you know, how do you deal with single guys? But, and Mr. Ams went with us such an, he was like our little pretend bodyguard Mm -hmm. for the night and he was being really, really good. And then I would like look over at him and his face, he was trying to pay attention to what the manager was saying. And then like, he kept getting distracted (laughs) by the hardcore porn in the corner. I'm like, no, you're here to protect us. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it's a beautiful space. It was like there's quite nothing nice. like it where we yeah. live. Yeah. Uh, so, so mostly you didn't do house parties or dates then if, if you're going to like try and order some greets. I mean, yeah, I mean, greets, but yeah. So we have hosted our own house party. Yes. Turned into the accidental orgy. Oh, <laughs> Well, it, it was in the summer when um, things, restrictions had kind of eased a little bit and we felt safe having two other couples with us. Yeah. So there were four couples all together and it was, ho- I mean, looking back is hilarious. It's Even funny. at the time, I'm like laughing in my brain mm-hmm. because we're just, we just moved like, and then we moved over here and then we did the. Yeah. So we had zero experience hosting a house party mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, this is awesome. Well, we know exactly what appetizers to serve at a house mm-hmm. party, but we didn't know how to like manage the sex part of the house party. And it turns out if you only have eight people it's at a house orgy. party, it just ends up being an orgy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's anything wrong with that? No, absolutely. It's actually quite no. fun. <laughs> eight person hot tub, eight person shower. Perfect. Eight person orgy. Eight person orgy. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, everyone gets along. Yes. Eight person yeah. orgy. Oh, hell yeah. As we were just talking about the many ways to meet other people in lifestyle, we're happy to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by the fine folks at altplayground.net. If you aren't familiar with Alt Playground, they're a fast growing community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect. It is constantly evolving with fresh content. In addition to being able to perv out on hot and sexy (laughs) profiles, Alt Playground also has cool features like the big wall, forums, communities, and video chatting. Yeah, and in this crazy-ass time of COVID, we know that video chatting is a great way to get to know each other in a safe and sexy way. Absolutely. They also showcase podcast episodes, so you can multitask and listen to many amazing content creators while looking for future sexy dates. It's a great place to stay up to date on the latest and greatest, so be sure to check out altplayground.net and join us and other like-minded friends. So have you all come out to any family, any vanilla friends, have you run into vanilla friends at any meet and greets or locations around your area? We have not. 
Uh, Mr. Cat and I have not come out to any of our vanilla friends on purpose. However, yeah. we have flipped two, actually one, and then the other. We we consider that they flipped us because they kind of suspected. But that's a whole oh. subject. But no, generally not. We have, we've not come out to anybody. Yeah. But... So uh, we have just a few. I'm I'm one of four sisters, and we like my dad was an OBGYN, so sex was always a topic of conversation in my household. And I did come out to my youngest sister, and the response was kind oh. of like, "Well, I hope you guys are being safe." Yeah. You know I mean? Like if you're Gen X, millennial, and sort of grew up in the shadow of the AIDS epidemic. The idea of sex, you know, you were kind of taught more or less that sex would kill you. So it took a long time to get over that stigma. And that was her response. Her response, well, I hope you guys are being safe. And it is important. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people in the lifestyle who don't take that super seriously. But in any event, that was like her fear was like STIs and and whether or not we were being safe. And then Mr. Ams came out to his best friend and his response was, well, how did you convince her to do that? Which is crazy because I was the one who absolutely greenlit the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do this. Well, we find the women in the relationship usually are the driving force because they're like, Look, if you don't want to do this the way I want to do it, we ain't doing this. <laughs> well, and they might bring up the idea, but all they need to do is whisper, right? And then we are like, oh, and then this, and then this, and here's how we need to do it. And here's the rules. And he, uh, here's your iPad, and here's my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, whoever is the lowest common denominator, right? Whoever in the couple is feeling least comfortable expanding they get to control they get to control the situation so often that is the woman right they mm-hmm. want to tiptoe into the experience and that's okay but if you meet a couple in the lifestyle who you feel like one person is being dragged along it's not always the women sometimes it's the man mm-hmm. steer clear right they yeah. need to work through their issues their shit you know focus on couples who are both enthusiastically excited and consenting that's a big thing for us yeah that's good advice we we actually are the very first time we played it was the third time at trapeze and we had fucked this one woman didn't even get her name everything was good everyone was happy (laughs) and then we get dragged into this to this private room like right after we finished fucking her and this guy's like she's laying on the bed he's like like basically presenting her to us Uh -uh. so we start kissing or whatever and we look at her and she just looks like a deer in heaven like just terrified we're like and that was our first time playing, our second time playing within, you know, you know, an hour of, of our the first one. And we're like, this isn't right. We said, we're sorry, we're going we're gonna to head back up. Y'all need to talk. And we didn't know that much about it yet. We're like, this, you could just feel the energy. You said, this isn't a good play session at all. Yeah. I've had a situation actually where the husband is encouraging the woman to play with me. And he's like, you need to do this and you should, baby, you should do this and you should. And I was like, this is not fun for me at all. Like directing you the whole time? Directing her oh. to do things with me. Cause he wanted the, the girl, girl thing. He wanted the girl, oh, girl. Yes. And so he was pushing her to do that. And to me, that's a complete turnoff right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a fun session where the guy was narrating is like, Oh, Rachel, you're, you're looking her pussy so good. And that was hot. We're like, he was, that's okay. Was like, his his like, part was like the dirty talking. Yeah, and that's like, great. 
doing it. <laughs> that's that's cool. That's but yeah, no, I don't need the director in there telling me what, what to, to do. do. If I want to lick your wife's pussy, I'm going to lick your wife's pussy. But I'm not going to do it because you told me to do right. it. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, counterclockwise. Counter- <laughs> Being the narrator is totally fine. That works. Yeah, narrator is good. <laughs> Just not the director. No. Yes, agreed. Now the producer, I'm all for the producer. <laughs> <laughs> Send in the women. <laughs> so have you guys ever run into a situation where one of your rules was broken or where you encountered any jealousy? That is a tough question. I don't think mm. so. So start when we got started in the podcast, right? And we were starting to to come up with how do we tell other women how to embrace their sexuality. And it comes down to if you know what you want and you ask for what you want, you get what you want, which I still think is true. Every once in a while, and it happened with with Mr. Ams and I, where I asked for something that I wanted and he kind of freaked the fuck out. So, you know, sometimes, and we've been doing this for a year and a half and thought we were pros. We're not pros. That's a terrible word to use when you're talking about sex, but like enthusiastic amateurs in any event, an amateur. Anytime anytime you move forward with something new, it's it's a little bit scary, right? You're playing with fire. And we kind of thought we were on rails and we kind of derailed for a little bit of time. So we had to work through what that meant. And it, it really came down to feelings more than anything else. So Mm -hmm. if you're like a true retro swinger, you don't talk about feelings a lot. It's all about sex. But I think that feelings are a part of sexuality Mm -hmm. for women in particular. And so getting comfortable with the idea that you develop feelings for the people that you're with and that that's not threatening to your core relationship is a challenging mm-hmm. sort of space to mm-hmm. be in. So that's where we had some some challenges just to acknowledge that the fact that you develop feelings for the people that you're with, but that they don't have to be threatening to your core relationship. Well, and to what she's saying, you know, the four of us with COVID hitting, we really have become very close. Mm -hmm. So I would say there've been a lot of discussions about like, what does this mean and where are we at and what are we doing here and, and what is this relationship about? And so I would say that, you know, there, there are feelings of course that have developed between the four of us that are interesting to discuss. And we've, we've been able to talk about that as as the a four of us mm-hmm. and as you know, Mr. Cat and I talk about it as well. And it's a new territory for sure. Mm-hmm. So that is a, that's been a little bit of a challenge. I think it'd be hard to do uh, this with any regularity with the same partners and not have, have that happen, have some feelings. Of and, like, and you know, then, and we're like, where I say, well, we'll never get into poly. Like, but we still love our friends and like, we still have lots of feelings for them. And like, like we're texting them and if, if we never had sex with some of our ladies ever again, which I still feel like those are our best friends. Absolutely. It's, just, it's hard to uh, sometimes separate that stuff. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Well, know? and I would say, I don't, I don't know that we expected this, but the more that we have all been together, the more, the more fun it's been, the hotter yeah. it's been as, as a woman. I mean, when I feel relaxed and trusting, Oh, I can really just let myself go and really have a, fantastic time where you know if your guards up a little bit you're you're a little closed off you're a little worried and you're it's it's a different experience so i would say um you know 
number one and two might be good, but number um, eight, nine, and 10 are really yeah. amazing. So yeah, there's no need to fake an orgasm with eight, nine, Never. and 10. Like maybe, but maybe first, second, maybe you fake a couple of them just to get to the next stage of whatever. <laughs> did I say that out loud? You did. <laughs> <laughs> You can edit that part out. But we have a different kind of problem. <laughs> oh, come on. You, have you never been in like, I'm just done with this play experience. I'm going to fake an orgasm to get out of it. Yeah, Tiff uh-huh. is saying yes. Yes. Oh, I yes, just think never, that yeah. happens. For sure. Yeah. It honestly, does. you've got a lot of women that make me come. Because honestly, we're at the club so long and then, you know, I might get the whiskey clit or sh- I just, if, it, if I know it's being one off, I'm not going to be directing her too much. I'll be like, all right, she's doing a good job. I'm just, yeah, I just don't. she's trying really hard. I'm just right. going to give her the win. I'm going to give her the win. It's <laughs> like the equivalent of a participation yes. trophy. Yes. Like, oh, you made me come. Here's your little certificate. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're faking it though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if it's, if your face looks like cute when you're coming, it's probably yeah, fake, not real. right? If it's if it's like a real <laughs> orgasm, your face looks ridiculous. It really does. That is really good. That's right. <laughs> and like some some women that we played with in the beginning, it it wasn't working. But then, like you said, you get more comfortable, and they start to feel how you're reacting to what they're doing, and you know you talk more and you hang out more, and you just get that closeness and. All of a sudden, bam, I don't have to fake it no more. Talking about the O-Face, there was a show that we watched. It was called The League. Uh, This guy is going around trying to catch guys right before they're about to come. And they call it the Vinegar Strokes. (laughs) (laughs) The whole episode where he's just going around trying to catch the moment of the Vinegar Strokes. And that is not a pretty face. They said, said, right before you come, it looks like somebody puts some vinegar under your nose. You're like, (laughs) my favorite face. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this might be another one for your, uh, what's this, the sexy Alexi? Yeah, the Vinegar Strokes also, Eskimo Brother. That's awesome. Eskimo, so. Eskimo Brother? Mr. Ams and Mr. Cat are Eskimo Brothers. Our Eskimo Brother? Rachel has the shirt. I have a shirt that says, are you my Eskimo Brother? Oh my gosh, I need to get that shirt. It's awesome. For a vacation. For sure. Now, do you use that term to mean like somebody who slept with the same woman or like somebody's like been up in the same woman's business at the, at same, the same time? time. I mean, it doesn't have to be the same time. No, just ah. slept with the same woman. Yeah. Got it. That's how, that's how we do it. <laughs> Here in South Florida. Because both is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you just say that out loud? I did say that out loud. <laughs> Speaking of up in each other's business, uh, may I ask, first of all, what you ladies are drinking? I know you have your signature cocktails. Tonight, we're drinking the mistletoe martini. Oh, and what is in that? It's a cranberry vodka. It's a deep eddy van- cranberry vodka. Um, some. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I make the drink. So it's also some ginger liqueur, a little honey, simple syrup, and lime. Shake it up, put it in a martini glass, and top it with some Prosecco. It looks very nice. Oh. Super yummy. It's really good. And we're getting a little tipsy. Very, very festive. <laughs> Just the way I like them. Uh, so my real question was, uh, where do you ladies find yourself on the Kinsey scale? Are we familiar with the Kinsey scale? We are not. Please we educate not us. Know that. Educate oh, us. Okay. So it's a, it goes from one to six. It's basically your scale of um, sexual orientation. So one being completely 100% straight, 
Six being Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we like the guys, yeah. right? We like the D. Yeah. Like, I want to catch a big D every uh-huh. once in a while, like, mm-hmm. at least once a week. So what? So what is what is three? Like, what... Do you mean at any given time or <laughs> just in general? You find yourselves, you know, bisexual. Yeah, three, three, more, three would like, be pretty bisexual. Bisituational, bicomfortable. Yeah. So I, I don't want to speak for Kat, right? But I I mean, I love men so much. <laughs> so much. Um, but I find women beautiful and sexual and interesting, whereas men are very like very primary mm-hmm. colors, you know what I mean? They're meat and potatoes and <laughs> they're, they're simple creatures. Love them. They're so simple. Um, sex, food, <laughs> appreciation. That's really it. Right. Ma- probably in that order too. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Eat it. And tell me. Eat it. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I have really, en- and this is pretty much just about lifestyle, right? Like I've really enjoyed getting to know, women in a way that is not competitive and for some reason when you start to uh, like go down on a woman like the the competition goes away oddly enough or if you spank her yeah (laughs) that was fun that was a lot of fun (laughs) um but no i i find women really attractive in this situation i don't think about women if i'm not in the middle of a sexual what is it like spaghetti lesbian right i am straight until wet and then like whatever (laughs) i was like what is she gonna say it has nothing to do with italian i'm not italian but (laughs) it's you know if you're in this situation you're you're hot you're having a good time you know and you're turned on and around. like it doesn't matter I would kiss anybody who's there that is turning me on and mm-hmm. I don't care if someone's going down on me whether they're a man or a woman so it's probably a three on the Kinsey scale it vacillates between like one and six and one and six and one seven seven how about you miss cat uh ditto no um I would say, you know, I, I love men, of course. I find women to just be beautiful. And I didn't realize this. I mean, I, I've I've watched porn, mm-hmm. of course. And to, I know. Shocking. I know. Shocking. We like can't back be friends in, anymore. Back, <laughs> back before lifestyle even, if Mr. Cat and I were watching porn and it was a girl-on-girl situation, I would find myself very aroused. And I thought huh, I wonder what that's all about. But never did anything about it at that time. Never the opportunity and didn't really talk about it much. Just realized that that was appealing and and arousing to me. And then as we got into the lifestyle, that opportunity sort of came up. But at first there was a, there was more situations where like it seemed like it was a kind of a a show for the guys. Yeah. And I'm not into that at all. That doesn't get it for me at all. And when I feel that happening, I just, I, I sort of retreat and I, I change mm-hmm. over to something else. So, but having experienced a couple where the female, the woman was super into me and really like a, a little bit aggressive. And, and mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was like a just an open door to explore that and truly explore it in its authentic way. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be coached. I don't want anybody to be mm-hmm. coerced. Anything. 
And so when I have had a woman, you know, really be excited about being with me, then I get really excited because that's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just being able to explore that and, and not feel mm-hmm. any kind of um, pressure, pressure yeah. at all is Absolutely. really been amazing. So I am discovering that as I move forward in the lifestyle, it's very situational for me. Yeah. And, and you feel it, you know, there's mm-hmm. either that vibe there or it's not. And if mm-hmm. it's not there, I'm 10 feet away from it. It's not mm-hmm. interesting to me at all. I don't mm-hmm. want to go there. But if it's there, if I can tell that there's a mutual sort of attraction and um, a fun thing happening and it's from her, not her husband, mm-hmm. then I'm all in. That's appealing. I don't want to be in with anybody who's not enthusiastically excited about being with me, male or female. So yeah, that's that's where I am with it. I mean, I, I love that I've been able to explore that and have some fun with that and feel good about that. And, and that's not something that I think I ever thought that I would do, mm-hmm. but wow, it's, it's been amazing. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And yes, Ams spanked me for sure. Oh, was, yeah. I was surprisingly good at it. She was super good at it. It was a one crazy <laughs> evening and she looked at me and said, you know, what's really fun. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and the guys were there, but it was hilarious. We're going to have to share. On yeah. a future podcast, oh, I yeah. think. The whole, the whole story. But it was really incredible and a lot of fun. And she's definitely very good at it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So the lifestyle isn't always rainbows and orgasms. So give us some dirt. Give us an awkward moment, an awkward story that e- each of you have. <laughs> well, one play date that Mr. Ams and I referred to as, well, at least we didn't have to change the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> was a, you know a couple that we connected with and you know you have that mental connection we got together we were talking with them we had dinner with them and everything was going great and then you take your clothes off and the guy and I were having a great time and I look over and she's seems to be disassociating right she's just laying on the bed not doing anything. Mr. Ams told me she wasn't touching him like at all. Mm-hmm. And it was relatively early on. We realized looking back that if that situation happens again, you hit, you just call timeout, right? Everybody stops touching everybody else. We figure out what's going on and whether or not we want to keep going or not. But we just didn't know. We weren't super experienced at the time. And it was this sort of awkward, well, do we turn this into more of a group experience? Do we, does, you know, and eventually Mr. Ams kind of came and played with me, but you know, navigating those situations where it looks like somebody's not having a good time, but not saying anything about it can be really tough. And I think two years in, we realize that you just have to stop the experience at that moment and figure out what's going on. But it ended up just being oh. he and I having really fun sex in front of somebody else who was kind of staring at us. Oh. Not exactly. <laughs> uh, and again, did not have to change the sheets and I hate doing laundry. So that was a little silver lining. <laughs> Um, we haven't really had an experience in a play situation. 
that yeah. that's gone wrong. But we have had experiences where here we are, you know, having a cocktail, and I like cocktails. <laughs> and I, <laughs> she makes her cocktails. Cheers. I tend to be a little flirtatious and I'm having a good time. And so very early on in our experience, when we were going on those very first, first dates, I kind of forgot why we were there. Wasn't realizing that um, this was going to lead to possibly to sex. So I just thought we were with another couple and having fun, having drinks and just talking. And I was having a good time. And I, I think I knew, you know, walking in the door. Oh, no. This is not going to happen. You either feel it or you don't, you know. 100%. And I was having a good time just talking with a very lovely couple and and we were having a good time. But I think that I should have realized that, you know, my having a good time meant that the other couple thought we were probably going to play. And it was like clear, not going to happen immediately. But we get back in the car and Mr. Cat looks at me and he's like, are you good with this? I'm like, no, no, not at all. And he's like, what, what, why didn't you let me know that? So it was a little bit of uh, learning on my part, not to sort of put signals out there that I didn't mean. See, to I to- You've I- told that story before. I totally disagree with you. Like, oh. I think you can be absolutely flirty and be yourself and have a good time. And then just say, I don't want to fuck you. Like I had a good time talking with you. This is I, why I love time, her, you know, but, <laughs> but you don't have to, hold back on I know but I think I felt I felt bad at the time because I felt like I had let the situation progress to the point where they probably thought that we were going to play that's the only like not really bad experience because it's a learning learning experience we've all had stuff that happened for sure sure you know I I need to throw something out there real quick because it's it's funny we're talking about the the pasta thing like when you say um, (laughs) women are like pasta they're straight until they're wet right (laughs) (laughs) I went to say this to Rachel once. <laughs> Women are like pasta. They're straight till you boil them. <laughs> and I was like, what women are you boiling? <laughs> I, I thought I said it right. And she's like, oh, you're going to boil the straight women? I was like, what? I was kind of looking forward to seeing you guys, but now I'm a little fucking scared. Well, and the whole branding thing is a little scary, but boiling is a whole different That's level. That's like a whole other level. Don't brand me. Don't, don't boil, boil me. me. <laughs> you gotta check the box. You're like, yes, I would like a boil or, or not. You gotta have a new boil, preheat, whatever. You tell me. <laughs> Sorry, I've been sitting on that for a few minutes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this has been so much fun. Rach, you want to? Do you have any like one more crazy question to ask them? Oh no. I can go. I have. I got a lot of boiling. I'm questions. sure you do. <laughs> What would it take to boil you? And and just just to be clear, like this is what the whole day was like spending the time with you guys. We're just about, laughing and I think my abs, my face hurt, everything. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was it was so fantastic <laughs> meeting y'all. Uh, okay, one more question. I will ask since uh, you, you can think on yours since I put, I put you on the spot. All right, ladies, you tragically tragically die at the age of 110 years old. Someone says. You get to come it's back. It's not a tragedy. <laughs> it's a tragedy. One ten. It's one ten. Trust me, it's a tragedy. Okay. You, you tripped over the uh, dildo that was in your car. Whatever. You get to be reborn. Pick your gender. Would you come back as a female again, or would you pick male? I would be a female, no question. I love being a woman. I love it. Yeah. I think I, that's easy. Yeah. I respect and admire anybody who's non-binary. Uh, I think that's phenomenal that we live in a world where people can be exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. But I have always been a 
girly, girly girl. And I love that feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so back at you. Oh, yes. Excuse no, me. You answered the question, too. Excuse me. This is the Suffolk Swingers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We could put this as a clip on our show. I think <laughs> it would be good. I think your listeners really want to know. I, I, I agree. I love being a woman. I like being, a, right? you know, I think we're, we're intelligent, powerful women. I just want a penis for like a day or two. Cause I want to fuck everything. <laughs> Literally everything. I'm on the same page with Tiff. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to experience having a penis for maybe a few days. I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take it for maybe. Give me a month. Give me a month. And it's good. Like the field is nice, but you know. Well, that'll be okay. Yeah. You could experience it for a couple of days and I then we could still be a woman. I don't want a penis, okay but like I would like my clitoris to be a little bit more obvious, right? Especially oh. for the guys who need like a roadmap, just maybe a little bit more out there, a little bit more obvious. It's That's the man true. in the boat, right? It's a little kind of little <laughs> tiny man in the boat. You gotta if it were a little bigger, that would be great. You know? ah. <laughs> I'm just like I love that answer. <laughs> no, I just never thought of that. I didn't think it was that hard to find. It's not <laughs> it's right, it's right there. <laughs> That's actually a bonus. I have my clitoral hood pierced and to, and giving instructions to new partners kind of where I like to be licked and touched is perfect because you you could just give give the coordinates based on where my jewelry is. <laughs> Just below the ball. You gotta go maps and then say, okay. Okay. No, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. It is fun. You can change the uh, jewelry out for different themes. I do like accessories. Though. I yeah. know. I do. So like glow party, I put in a glow in the dark one. There uh, you go. Yeah. We could put it a glow in the dark does all it, the time. Does it? What, uh, do you ever like you have something in the glow party <laughs> dangling, or is it all just like little? I haven't done the dangles yet. I feel yeah. like that would bother me. <laughs> oh, yeah. but this one, she has to take it out when we go to the gym because she's like, if, she, if we do the, the the bikes, she's like, oh, I get turned on. I see. Her, I look over. <laughs> <laughs> she has to take it out. <laughs> oh. like, Maybe I get on my Peloton more if I had a little. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I am one of those girls. I've come on the bike. (laughs) A totally new reason to go to the gym. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) If I could orgasm by going to the gym, I would absolutely go to the gym more. (laughs) There's one exercise I do. It's like a tricep exercise. And I don't know what it is. I do this tricep exercise, and it turns me on so much. And I'm like, I'm not going to come, but I'm like, I have to cross my legs. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know why. Something about the tricep. Rachel's like, oh, I'm just going to play with your triceps. Like, and, the and I know about this. So anytime we're at the gym and, and it's, like, it's a group class. Fuck. And so if that exercise is gone, I always get a good view of it. Like, it drives me to see her I mean, face. Oh, yeah. I was like, Kegel, Kegel. I think about Kegel, I might come. <laughs> I see you drink a lot of whiskey before we go to the gym and then I won't have that problem. <laughs> Of course, everybody's wondering why you can't seem to like stand up straight while you're doing the exercise. <laughs> oh my god! All right, do you think of a question? I guess my final question would be: if you have one piece of advice for people uh, getting into the lifestyle, what would it be? Use, Use your, your motherfucking, motherfucking words. words. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, yeah, no. I'm motherfucking words. I I mean, the lifestyle has been phenomenal for our friendship, yes. but our, you know, our relationships with our husband, but 
the truth of the matter is it is more talking than fucking. It yep. is about communication and that part can be really fun too, but you need, you be need willing to, to take the risk and just move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and figure out what you want ask for what you want and you get what you want. And we've even opened up communication between the four of us. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about things, you know, with the four of us that I never thought that I would talk to another couple about, yeah. but um, definitely, you know, between my husband and I, this has opened up a whole new level of communication. We're way closer now than ever. Use your motherfucking words. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good slogan for the podcast. So Seriously. We <laughs> <laughs> might steal. Is that copyright or anything? Yeah. Ladies, what an absolute pleasure. Uh, we are, we're we're so going to edit like 90% of this because it's just us laughing okay. as usual. <laughs> we're fun with that. That's why we like it. We love smiles. We love chatting with you. Um, it's Two Hot Wives Podcast. Ladies, you want to throw out any uh, promotional stuff like uh, emails or website? Yeah, how can our listeners yeah. find we Come did find just us. drop uh, episode number seven. Yes. So we're new, but we're having fun and we're excited to be in the space and we're excited to talk about our experiences. And- yeah. You can find us on uh, twohotwives.com and social, like a social media. Social We've got media. Instagram we have- and, and Twitter, Twitter. Mm-hmm. is that two, number two hot wives. Yes. We're, we're getting out there. We're on Cassidy. We're on APG. We're on Double SGC, Date Nation. Double Date Nation. Find us, be friends with us. Maybe one day we'll fuck you or not. (laughs) (laughs) And leave us a review. Yes, absolutely. That would be great. (laughs) If if you don't like their podcast, it's wives. (laughs) (laughs) If you do not like our podcast, we're the sapphic swingers. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, back off. We got enough bad reviews already. (laughs) Two hot wives talk to two hot wives, right? That's right. Well, thank you all so much. And we look forward to hearing many more podcasts from you because I see a bright future. Y'all are doing a good thing for the uh, lifestyle community. And we appreciate that. Thanks so much, ladies. Yes, thank, thank you. you. ladies. Thank you We're so, so happy to see on. you guys. Don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Ams and Kat for spending time with us tonight. It was so much fun. Be sure to give them a listen on their Two Hot Wives podcast. Also, our biggest reward for podcasting is hearing from listeners with questions or feedback. So feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Gmail at Sapphic Swingers or on our webpage at sapphicswingers.blogspot.com. And if you're around uh, December 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we will be hanging out with some other naughty elves like Swinging Down Under, Casual Swingers, and Swingers Help for a free virtual lifestyle Christmas bash. Free. Free, yes. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be doing games, happy hour, dress up, fun, and giveaways. We already have our ugly Christmas sweater ready, and it's pretty bad. Oh, it's pretty horrid. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've done some of these virtual events throughout the absolute joy, which is known as 2020, and have had a blast every time. Mm-hmm. So please check out the show notes for a link to the fun, or you can send us an email, and we'll be happy to let you know how to join us. And thank you again to APG for sponsoring this episode. We hope you are all staying safe and sexy. All right, till next time. <laughs>